everyone, this is Linda Rockwell Jenner for Motivational Steps and I will be bringing you some more motivational moments. Today is Monday, November the 21st and I'll be reading you some bits from my Stepping Stone, my monthly digest. finding it hard to focus on work at the moment as, like most other people, I am running around shopping for Christmas and getting very excited. A couple of years ago, Dave, myself and my four children decided not to spend quite so much money at Christmas on presents for each other and focus more on the real meaning of Christmas and the most important part for us is being together as a family. We all realise how blessed we are to have each other and have healthy, happy lives. I think that, partly because of my past challenges with breast cancer, my family realised early on that possessions and lots of money do not necessarily mean happy, contented lives. Money can take away a lot of the stress we all suffer today. Money can buy nice holidays and pay bills, but money cannot help make someone happy if they are lonely or sick. Dave and I had a conversation not long ago about how, years ago, our grandmothers did not have an easy time of it. They did not have washing machines, tumble dryers, microwaves, telephones, cars and other modern conveniences we take so much for granted today. Food seemed to taste nicer back then and we both have memories of tables full of wonderful food, healthy food, not fast food that so many of us eat today. Homemade pies and conservatives, enough food to feed an army. Yet, bills still had to be paid, but I have no recollection of my grandparents worrying about paying credit card bills or being behind with the rent. How did they manage? I have often wondered. Maybe it is because they did not have all the things we want so much today. Want and not need. Two different things. I believe we should all try and simplify our lives in some way. Take away some of the stress we talk so much about. There is good stress and bad stress. We all know that. But in order to eliminate some of the bad stress, think of ways you can carry on your everyday life without creating additional stress. I am sure we can all manage that if we think about it. I have an article here which is written by a business friend of mine, Stephen Cage, who is a Conservative Party candidate for the Kitchener Centre riding in Ontario, Canada. I first met Linda when I came out to a small business community network event. I have been impressed with her energy, not only in establishing a vibrant community networking group, but in writing a book, working for local charities and expanding her motivational speaking business. I understand that she has recently been nominated for the Kitchener-Waterloo Oktoberfest Rogers Women of the Year 2005 award in the category of health and wellness. Congratulations, Linda. 
In the last five months since my nomination as Federal Conservative Party candidate in the Kitchener Centre riding, I have had the pleasure of meeting thousands of constituents at your doorsteps and at community events like the Small Business Community Network. Far and away, the biggest issue that arises is health care. Kitchener is faced with unacceptable wait times and an inadequate number of family doctors. While Canada once had a healthcare system that was the envy of the world, the Liberal government has severely reduced federal transfer payments to Ontario, and this is the main reason Ontario's healthcare system is in such disrepair. The recent cancellation of the promised Cambridge Hospital expansion by the Provincial Liberal Party will only add burden and increase waiting times for all the residents of the region. This is a terrible decision as Cambridge Hospital had been promised funds years ago and the community had worked hard to raise its share of the funding. Our region's leaders, regardless of political levels or stripes, need to take an all-hands-on-deck approach, working together to get the situation reversed. Stephen Cage, Conservative Party candidate, Kitchener Centre Riding. That article is just one example of the many articles I urge people who subscribe to Stepping Stone to send in for inclusion in one of the future Stepping Stone editions. I encourage a different article each month. That does not necessarily mean that I agree with the thoughts whether it be political or private thoughts on what people write in their articles. I like to give people freedom of choice and freedom to voice their thoughts. And I believe that if we hear lots of people's thoughts and choices, maybe then we can see other people's points of view and opinions. The article this month is actually very interesting because it focuses on Healthcare in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, which is of great interest to me because I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. Up until this point, I have myself received the most excellent care from my doctors, whether they be my family doctor, my oncologist, my surgeons. I believe I've been very lucky in the way the healthcare has looked after me. Staying on the subject of health care, as you all know from my past stepping stones and also from my podcasts, one of my sons, who is over the age of 19, unfortunately had a really bad accident way back in July. And this accident prompted us to cancel our holiday for the third time. We still haven't had a holiday, but we are thinking about taking a small vacation later in December. Because my son lives in Cambridge, Ontario, he was actually taken to the emergency department of the very hospital that is mentioned in Stephen Cage's article. And once my son was there, he did receive excellent care. But as a parent, I was with my son most of the time he was there because he wasn't able to move around and do things for himself and if I wasn't present at the hospital one of my other family members was. It was at this time way back in July that unfortunately we noticed some things going on at the hospital that we were not very happy about. 
Because I do also like to have freedom of choice and voice my thoughts and opinions, I actually voice my thoughts and opinions to the nurses, to the hospital board, to the CEO, to the security people. And quite honestly, from July up until November, my thoughts and my concerns about the safety of children in the children's ward, paediatric ward of Cambridge Memorial Hospital, my thoughts have not been listened to or taken into account. So my only next step is to write back to the hospital and ask them if they can reconsider. Just touching on this point for one second, I know we have lots of parents who listen to my podcasts all over the world. And I know lots of parents read my stepping stone. As a parent of four children myself, in the past I've always assumed that if we send our children to hospital for whatever reason, whether it be a minor operation or an emergency operation, that they will be in the best of care. Well, normally this is so. And medical care I have no problem with with the Cambridge Hospital. But the security for the children's ward is lacking. And I feel that this is an accident waiting to happen. As in the past, all over the world, there are people who notice maybe things that are not quite right in the community or in hospitals or scout groups. Just examples of communities that that may have problems within these areas and it always takes one person to notice that something isn't quite right and then voice their opinion for others to think about it and see how we can move on from there. At this point in time I am one voice along with my family and some friends of my sons who are voicing concern about this particular hospital I am asking that the children's ward where children are, I believe, from about the age of 1 to maybe 18 years or 19 years old, I am asking that this hospital, hospital ward be secured in a better way than it is now from anyone walking in off the street who may well cause potential harm to one of the children in Cambridge Memorial Hospital's care. The reason I am asking this is because on no less than three occasions in July, myself and members of my family had cause to call the security people and inform the nursing staff that a psychiatric patient had been found wandering around the children's ward. This particular patient, even though he scared me a lot and scared my family members and was quite abusive, we were told was not a high risk and he's allowed to wander around the hospital. Well, that's great. That's fantastic for this particular guy. But I do not believe that anyone other than the parents or friends of the children's who the parents have given permission to should wander around a hospital ward with no one knowing who they are and what are they doing there. In the past we have had lots of situations all over the world where children get abused, children get scared, children get kidnapped and unfortunately children get murdered. Just because um, this hasn't actually happened yet in this particular hospital ward does not mean that it's not an accident waiting to happen. On another occasion, in the same hospital ward where my son was, 
A friend of my son's came to visit him, and she noticed a baby crying in one of the side wards. No nurses were available, and I really commend the nurses on their hard work, which obviously means that they cannot be at the nurses' station 24-7 monitoring who comes and goes, because they do have better things to do. So my son's friend went to the baby in the private room and picked this small child up, I believe she was about two years old, to comfort the child and was alone with this child for at least three minutes before a nurse came along and said, I'm sorry, that's against the rules. In those three minutes, if the young lady who picked the baby up was a bad person, a paedophile, a child molester, anything like that, a kidnapper, she would have had all the time in the world to do what she wanted with this child. It is because of these such incidents that I have written down my concerns and tried to talk over how best to secure this hospital ward for the benefit of children who may be going to that ward in the future. My own children will never be in that hospital ward because we live in another hospital community and my eldest son is now out of that hospital. So I am trying to talk over with the hospital ways that they can secure this ward and actually make it safer for the children in their care. Unfortunately, the talks have come to an end and the hospital have told me they understand my feelings, but they will not make it a lot ward. So I phoned around lots of other hospitals within Ontario and a lot of the hospitals who do not have best security in place are being very proactive and moving towards a locked ward secure system. If this is not possible at the moment, some hospital wards, especially where there are young children, have other security in place, not just cameras but security bracelets, a security personal nurse 24-7 on the nurses station, or people who are visiting children have to sign in and out before they even get past the nurse to visit a child. So this is food for thought. In the future, always look into these kinds of things. If your child has to be in a hospital, wherever you are in the world, check out what the security is like. And this is for the hospital's sake and for your child's sake and for your sake also. I will be carrying on with my quest to encourage Cambridge Memorial Hospital to make the children's ward more secure and I am open to having more talks with the hospital administration about this because I really believe that the question they should be asking themselves is even though as yet nothing bad has happened to a child in the care of the Cambridge Memorial Hospital the question to ask is if in six months time a child was molested or was kidnapped or badly scared, would this hospital then look at the security for this ward? Would they lock the door that I require to be locked? If the answer is yes, then the security must be in place now before an accident happens, not after an accident happens. As you can guess, I am quite excitable over this subject. I am passionate about this subject because I believe that we need to look after our children. The public need to be made aware that this particular hospital is not, in my opinion, doing everything possible to look after the safety of the children. In closing, 
I may have more news for you in December when I do another podcast as to how this particular hospital has moved on to help secure the safety of the children and where my quest is actually at that point in time. I have always been passionate about trying to change the world, even if it's a little bit, even if my little bit just helps one person. I am desperately, desperately passionate. Health and wellness is one of the passions that prompted me to found motivational steps five years ago. As a two-time breast cancer survivor, I sincerely believe that leading a healthy lifestyle, eating a good diet, moderate exercise, being aware of the changes in your body, prevention, early detection, can help everybody. We have to help ourselves in order that if we are diagnosed with a terrible disease or even the flu, whether it be an Asian flu, the bird flu, if our immune system is healthy, we can fight any disease, any stress much better than if we smoke, do not exercise, drink too much alcohol, take drugs that we shouldn't be taking. Have a think about that more food for thought. I will be doing another podcast early December and until then enjoy life, enjoy yourselves but always remember we are what we eat, we are what we do. So practice the healthy lifestyle, moderate exercise which could be just a 30 minute walk around your local shops or by the river and you will feel so much healthier. Goodbye.